Happy 2022, everybody. Today kicks off the first episode of season two of the Claremont Life podcast. For this episode, I sat down with Steve Girali, the executive director of Sanctuary Coffee, which is a very cool coffee shop here in Claremont. Uh, what makes them so unique is they actually operate as a nonprofit with a really amazing mission. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Girali. All right, so Steve, we are now live. How, Great. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, asking me to do this, Ryan. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a lot of fun. And um, this is the first time I'm recording off-site. And by off-site, I mean not in my office. Yeah. <laughs> so on location, I guess that's what right. they would call it, it's right? It's on location I'm, in our beautiful conference room here at Sanctuary Coffee. Yeah. And it's, it's really nice because it's all glass. So you can, while we're recording, I can look out and see all the people working on their computers or taking notes and doing all kinds of fun stuff. And it's, it's set up in a really cool way that you have kind of loungy areas as well as more work areas. And then this really cool kind of risers here, tiered yeah, section us. here. Yeah. It seems pretty neat. And you got yeah. a lot of local artwork. Is that, are those local artists that you, yeah. that you feature? Yeah. We feature local artists on our gallery wall mm -hmm. and um, they, they show for three months. Uh -huh. We're getting ready to change it out now and um, using another local artist who'll be there for three months. And, it's been been really great. So yeah. that's a, that's a community service that we have to artists. Uh, we don't charge for the wall, yeah. and um, it's a lot of fun. I love I love when I go into businesses that have that. There's a lot mm -hmm. down in the village and other areas yeah. that have local artists up on their walls, which is really really nice to see. How do you find the artists artists that you feature? Do they come to you? Or um, do you have at, we we have somebody who curates the wall for us, mm -hmm. the gallery wall for us, uh, who is a local artist. And um, and he started it, but now we are not in any need of uh, finding anybody. Got it. <laughs> so we, we've got a beautiful wall. All of our gallery system was donated uh, by a company that does this. Yeah. And so it's it's a it's a gorgeous gallery wall. Yeah, it's awesome. Do they so, do these artists sell their work? Yeah, they sell their work. We don't take any percentage of it. Um, and so, uh, like I said, it's a service that we provide for artists. Uh, one of the things that we do ask is that we're, we're going to get ready to launch, because we're a nonprofit, we're going to launch an art um, auction. Oh. And we want, uh, if, if our artists do really well, we'd like for them to donate a, a piece and, uh, and then we'll, do, we'll auction it off. Awesome. So, oh, yeah. that's great. I, I, I love it. And you got some pretty cool stuff up here, too. I, I loved the pieces you have come when you first walk in on the left. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, it's a great... Great little place. Yeah, you know? and and this is the new new location. Because this is you our were new location. Down yeah. further down on foothill on the south we side were, of that little building, right? Yeah, we were across the street. Yeah, and um, and we moved over here, and um, this build out was a lot of fun. You you commented about places to sit. We've kind of tried to create intentional conversation spaces. Yeah. So we've got nooks, and we've got couches, and you know, uh, it's, it's bright. It's pleasant uh we play good music we uh yeah so it's a great place to study and then this this riser system that we have um was a was a fun fun experience to do that seems like it's probably the most popular like you kind of got to get in early and, and grab that yeah yeah <laughs> and when when students are in here it's a it's a really hot happening spot yeah so oh, that's it's a lot awesome. of fun 
Well, uh, so tell us a little bit about Sanctuary Coffee. I first heard more about Sanctuary Coffee and what you're doing at a chamber uh, mm-hmm. breakfast yeah. that you had sponsored and um, thought it was really interesting and would love to just kind of get that story out a little bit broader and sure, have, sure. You, have you kind of say what got you started? Have you always been in the coffee business? And just kind of give a little, start, maybe start with a little bit of a background about you yeah, and then we can kind of yeah. get into how Sanctuary Coffee came about. Well, I've been in uh, in higher education for most of my life. And I was a university dean and professor. And my area of expertise is um, is developing, it's developmental psych and mentoring character in young men. And so I've written a number of books about that. And um, and so I had a, a, a mentor group with six, six men that uh, that met all the way through their tenure in at the university, and one of the things that we would do is we would often talk about uh, giving back and how how we can uh, create a sustainable um, organization that really impacted communities. And as we looked at that, uh, the this hybrid of a community center slash something um, self sustaining something. Um, started to emerge, and um, and we got the idea of a coffee shop, you know, where uh, where we it's threefold the things that we do. One is that all of our coffees and teas are um, are fair or direct trade, which means that we wanted to impact in some way this global human trafficking problem, you know, and so uh, every organization that purchases. Uh, that doesn't purchase for either direct or uh, or fair trade um, tends to be part of the problem and not the solution. So we we did that. That was our first um, initiative. The second initiative was that we wanted to uh, we wanted to provide food for uh, local residents, families that are in need. So. Uh, we partner with a coffee roaster who helps us to provide 10 pounds of food for every pound of coffee that we serve or sell. Uh, that makes an impact. I just posted um, that we've donated over 360,000 pounds of food oh my God. to the 75 <clears throat> to 80,000 low to no income families in Southern California. Wow. So you can do the math as to how much food that equates to. I think at one point we kind of kind of were playing around and came up with a, uh, an idea that it was close to about 1.5 million meals. Wow. You know. Unless um, it's unless it's all people who eat like me. Yeah. And then it's like 500,000. <laughs> or <plus>. students. That are, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so it was, uh, you know, that's, a, that, that's quite impactful. And that's one of the things that we wanted to keep on doing. So, uh, and then the last piece is that um, annually, or sometimes semi, semi-annually, um, we donate 100% of our profits to three local charities. And, um, and those are charities that are on, on the front lines, either uh, reconciling injustices or healing social concerns. And so, so we exist for that, and we try to make those contributions. And in addition to that, we developed a blend of coffee for each of those um, three three charities that bear their name. And every time somebody purchases one of those coffees, a dollar of that bag, over and above the profits, go to that. Wow. Go to that uh, uh, charity. 
So, um, so we're giving away the farm. <laughs> I was gonna say, you I, know? it sounds, you know, it sounds almost unsustainable, but it's really more of just a nonprofit model. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've set up kind of a nonprofit business model in your in your business. Yeah, we're we're and, definitely a nonprofit, five hundred one c three. Okay, I was, gonna say, I was just gonna ask, mm -hmm. do you have a nonprofit status? Yep, but you do. Okay. Yeah, and so it's uh, it's it's actually a lot of fun, and you know, in a situation like this. The community keeps us sustained. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, we've had a number of people saying, why should I go to uh, that chain mm -hmm. that I always go to mm -hmm. uh, when I can get really good coffee and know that it's going to impact somebody's life? Yeah. So so we're, we're highly dependent upon Claremont, particularly, and the surrounding communities uh, to, to help us with that. So we often say, you know, you're impacting lives with every cup, but what a great way to drink coffee with friends. Right. You know? Well, and you're getting something that's unique in flavor mm -hmm. and taste rather than one of the big chains. And, sure. And you don't have to sit for a half hour in a drive-thru. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm still blown away every time I drive past any of them yeah. that have the drive-thrus and there's people sitting in these massive, massively long lines. It's just, sure. It just blows me away. The, you know, the other side of it, too, is is that all of our drinks are handcrafted. You know, we take pride in that. We're, we, have, we have to compete at that artisan coffee shop level. And, um, and so we're, uh, according to, to, to our numbers, we're hitting it out of the park on that side, too. You know, so you get a handcrafted coffee drink that's, uh, that's pretty good. That's awesome. Well, I'm drinking one right now, and it's it's very tasty. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you for giving this to me. Sure. Uh, what what's kind of are there any other things on the horizon that you're planning, you know, with the business, or is it just trying to really get the word out to just you know grow it as much as possible? And are there other location ideas or? Yeah, we've we've had inv invitations in five different cities to launch. Uh, the problem is. Well, because of our nonprofit status, we can't um, solicit uh, investors. Hmm. We have to solicit donors. Right. And so far, no donors have stepped up to uh, to provide eighty thousand dollars in launch money. You know, so so we're doing our thing here. We're doing it well. Uh, we've kind of got the um, in and out mindset that we do one thing, we do it well. We're not going to venture beyond that until um, we can sustain it. Yeah, you know, I mean, we launched this with donor money, and uh, and we launched uh, in the black, so so we want to we want to maintain that, you know, um, and then in addition to that we're we're starting some fundraisers this this February we're going to do a um, uh, a love um, kind of a um, fundraiser. We've got a donor that stepped up and has provided a ten thousand dollar matching gift for that that uh, initiative. Yeah. So hopefully by the end of February we could raise the ten thousand dollars and and it becomes a twenty thousand dollar gift. Yeah. Oh, that would so, be wonderful. Yeah. So one of the things when you're talking about that the all the growers, the mm -hmm. bean growers, yeah. that you use are all um, fair trade. Yeah. Do you personally? Who does your sourcing? We we work with a coffee broker that uh, and and we know uh, farm to cup. Mm -hmm. So and as a matter of fact, we uh, because because we want to be so above board, we actually print that on our bags. So you see the name of the farm, the name of the region, all of that stuff. 
um, and it makes it more accountable. So yeah. yeah, so we we source that with a with a coffee broker. So you don't ever get to go like deep into the Amazon. I'm going to. Oh yeah, <laughs> at some point I'm going to, but uh, but not not right now. Yeah. That I've always thought would be anytime I see all these businesses, whether it's on, you know, Shark Tank or anything, and yeah. they're all talking about, you know, the, how they source their either materials or food products. And then it shows like a little video clip of them in some, you know, remote area deep in the jungle or high up in the mountains. And yeah. they're talking to local farmers. And I'm like, well, that seems like the most fun part of the job is getting to go around all these amazing places to, to source what you're, the products that you're going to be creating or, or, selling yeah that's an exciting part of the job um but that's costly yeah and again that cuts into our profit margin so um i feel guilty when i have to go to uh arizona for a trade conference yeah. uh, let alone um trying to source an overseas thing but uh someday we will be able to do that yeah that's a that's on our we we have a um a donation wish wish list um, and sometimes we post it at the counter um, for products, for things that we need, you know, like uh, uh, outdoor umbrellas and stuff like that. And, and people step up and do that. But on our wish list, uh, that's one of the things is to, to be able to, uh, to go to one of our farm sources. Yeah. I wonder in this space, because it's so unique and maybe I'm just naive, maybe there's other nonprofit models that are similar to yours, but... I've never heard of any, and I'm wondering if there's is there a lot of grant opportunities for stuff that you're doing? Um, you know, Maybe not we've, a lot, but some. Yeah, we've looked into a lot of that. There really isn't because um, because of how generalized we are. If we were specifically doing something um, like uh, a school initiative or an educational initiative, we can find the grants. Got it. Um, but we're largely dependent on donors. Just community. Yeah. Community, community. outreach and donor, mm -hmm. local yeah. donors. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah. hopefully this podcast helps get it yeah, into the ears would be of a great. couple would be great. more people. How do you do most of your advertising and marketing? How have you kind of grown the business the way you've done uh, so far? Social media, word of mouth. Yeah. I was, um, we just, my wife and I just got a puppy and um, we enrolled our puppy in canine college. <laughs> and so we were, we were there, we've been there for a couple of weeks and uh, the woman who runs this came afterwards said to me, she goes, you look really familiar. And I said, well, I don't know how, you know, and I started rattling off some of the things that I'm involved in. When I got to Sanctuary Coffee, she went, that's it. She goes, I love Sanctuary Coffee. Uh -huh. And so what happens is it's word of mouth. People yeah. just, people just hear about it. They talk about it. They come in and uh, like you, they love the format, the, the space, and it's uh, it's got a really cool vibe here. We we want to be a safe place and a sacred space. That's what sanctuary is. Yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of space, I mean, when you compare it to the other big coffee place that mm -hmm. we have been doing a good job of not naming. Yeah. Um, you know, this has a more um, inviting feel. Plus, you kind of also get the sense that kind of everybody that's in here is from the same community as mm -hmm. you, whereas of the other places, you know, who knows, but you could be sitting next to a neighbor or, yeah. you know, I see a lot of kid, kids here who look like they're probably college students. So I'm sure that kind mm -hmm. of spills over. And then because you have all the unique different spaces, I mean, just the fact that we've been sitting here for as long as we have and, you know, I can, there's at least, I don't know, 
more than a dozen mm-hmm. people that have been here this whole time and yeah. they're doing their work and that's wonderful. Well, a lot so. of coffee shops, the mentality is grab and go. Yeah. And um, and they don't want people to sit in. We've done the opposite. We've got bigger tables, which make it more inviting. Um, so somebody who wants to study or work can spread out on a table. Um, we have an endless cup of coffee. Literally, somebody can purchase that cup of coffee in the morning and um, drink their way around the world, if according to the, our brew schedule. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they and we keep re- refilling, you know, and that's that's something that's unheard of, you know. And then we have a, you know, we have our um, our ceramic cups that if you dine in, we actually serve in a cup instead of a uh, to go thing that mm. that encourages people to go and leave, you know. Yeah. So. Um, uh, and then on top of that, our reward card, um, we we've designed that card so uh, so it's it's personal. Uh, you find that we don't punch it; we initial it. Our baristas each initial it, and if you get four of the same baristas' initials in a row, and that barista doesn't know your name, they have to buy you coffee. Oh, <laughs> so I so like we, that. We we want it to be highly relational and. We love our community. We love our neighbors, and we've made really great friends here. That's fantastic. That's yeah. kind of like the, the the you're like the cheers of uh, yeah. of, of coffee mm-hmm. shops. Yeah, I, I is- used to I used to visit when I was in when I was teaching a coffee shop near the university I was at, and I would go in there every day. And uh, one day I walked in, and I decided that I was going to order something that I usually ordered. And the girl said to me, "She goes, oh, that's really different." She goes, "You usually order." She mm-hmm. knew exactly what I ordered, and then she said, "What's your name?" Mm-hmm. And every time I've been in there, I said my name, and that's what gave me the idea of saying, "You know what? It's really important that we know people yeah. more than we know what they purchase." That's great. Well, I mean, so, all some of my best place, favorite places, even to eat. There's a there's a little um, Indian food restaurant that's in Ranch Cucamonga off Foothill called Ashawad. Mm-hmm. and you know, I would go in there a bunch of times, and then they made it a point to kind of know who I am. So. I could go sometimes three, four months without eating there, yeah. and then go, and they know, hey Ryan, yeah, you know they they know who I am, they treat me well, and because of it, just I want to keep going there because sure. it's just nice to go to a place that has that kind of yeah. you know relationship feel. Well, our, you know, our philosophy is um, you know, we 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 want to support and and shop small, you know, small business, and and we go through that campaign. But I really feel like the businesses owe the community the 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 right and you know you know the honor of knowing who they are uh if they're going to shop small then we need to know who they are yeah you know oh that's awesome and another thing that we haven't mentioned yet is this awesome conference room that you guys have set up with a really big tv huge conference table uh and you guys rent this out to people who need it yeah so, yeah yeah it, this was this was a um a a, a thought of our current mayor, Jed Liano. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jed frequently visited. He used to always go to the other location. Yeah. I remember one time I met with him and he's like, well, let's meet over at this place sanctuary. He, yeah. he, he pulls everybody in. Yeah, and he, he came up with the idea. He said, you know, you guys, you guys ought to set up a conference room. Uh, and we had already been thinking about what we could do for a party room because people are always asking if, we can, if they can host a, a little party here. Um, but we came up with this idea, and it's just proven great. So we rent this out to organizations, and um, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So one of my bad habits, or I don't know if it's a bad habit or a good habit, but 
Anytime I do these podcasts, I'm talking to somebody, I always kind of get ideas of what they could do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll share one that just popped into my head right now. Good, go for I it. I was thinking it'd be kind of cool when you mentioned party and everything else. Uh, there's a lot of nuance to coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there's, you know, connoisseurs of coffee, just like with wine and everything mm-hmm. else. It would be kind of fun to host even like a coffee tasting event or party here where people have, you know, a flight of different... Yeah different types from different regions or whatever it is and then have an expert kind of give a little and this would be a perfect room yeah. to do something like that's that. a that's a great idea as a matter of fact we um, we've entertained that and um and tried to get out and maybe it's just i'm not really good at marketing either but uh tried to put it out there for people to do parties by themselves you know mm-hmm. you bring six people in and we call it a cupping party mm-hmm. and we literally will do five different coffees and pair them with a food. Oh, that's cool. So so they get a chance to, if we say that this coffee has caramel notes, uh, they drink the coffee, they taste the, the caramel. The problem that we run into with with that, Ryan, is that people don't want to do that at night. Because mm. they, they think that, oh, the coffee's going to keep them up all night. Oh, man, I drink coffee right before bed. I know. <laughs> it doesn't, I, it defect, affects everybody differently, but I've never... It's never uh, kept me awake. I'll have espresso, yeah. you know, at, yeah. at a party right before bed. I think sure. coffee's great with dessert. Yeah, That's the it best is. time I like to drink yeah. it is with dessert more than in the morning. And so I, let me just put it right out there that a cupping party has minimal caffeine. Minimal caffeine. Because okay. you're only sipping a, a, a particular coffee. Right. So maybe that'll be the advertisement that we need. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, that's a great idea. And this room does lend itself to that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think everyone... There's always people are always kind of craving education on mm-hmm. stuff like this. You yeah. know, um, everyone probably doesn't know that there's so many different types of coffees, or the people who do would just be, you know, expand their knowledge base to be able to brag and say that they know. Yeah. You know, they maybe become little coffee snoots or who knows. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did a we did a really cool event here uh, after hours with um, with some young professionals in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we called it Coffee 101, and um, we went through a lot of the things that you need to know about coffee to be a coffee connoisseur, you know, and it was really fun. And at that point, we we did brew at three different coffees and let everybody taste, and there were about 35 people here. Wow. So it was it was pretty fun. Well, I know some people on Instagram that, I, that I'm friends with and follow that are real coffee nuts. Mm-hmm. And um, they're always posting their, you know, they've got the unique. Sure, all the brew methods. Pour overs yeah. and all kinds of stuff. I just have a Nespresso machine, which I just got. Yeah, and I that's love. good. <laughs> but um, there was this one, and I don't remember what it was called and who I was talking to. It's this big, tall apparatus. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you're talking, about, and it goes through all these little sure. tubes and everything a, else, and then finally drips down at the yeah. bottom. It's after a cold a long brew journey. drip system, mm-hmm. and um, that's show. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, you can make a great cold brew with a bucket and a bag. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't say that, but <laughs> but you still can make it. You know, we could edit that and, part out. Um, uh, but it's you know there are it's it's just a unique showy method you know that's like that's like anything in any industry you know you can uh there there are coffee people that create these high end uh systems that um it looks great on the counter uh but you're not going to get any more flavor out of a bean than than the way you yeah the way you usually do it oh that's interesting so what made you choose claremont 
Were you, what um, was your, what was kind of your relationship with Claremont? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, uh, number one, it was, it's, it's just a great community, you know, and, uh, I live in Rancho and, um, the group of guys that I met with, um, converged here in Claremont and we always were trying to find a place to, to sit and do this. And that's why it kind of was a, uh, a birthing place for us to just say there, Claremont needs something like this, you yeah. know? And, um... And so, uh, you know, it's it's just a great little community, you know, and it's very receptive to what we want to do, you know. I mean, the 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 schools are nearby, and part of, part of our success, though, too, is that we are positioned within a five mile radius of five different universities. Yeah, and that was just tantamount, you know. So uh, so that was another reason why we chose Claremont. Yeah, you know? that's good. Are you, are the other guys that you're mentioning? Are they all part of this operation as well? Or they were they were part of the launch, mm-hmm. and then they left me holding the bag. Oh, so <laughs> but I'm, well, I'm grateful. I you know this is the best gig of my life. You know. Yeah, you're doing a good job. But are you here every day? I mean, are I'm you... usually here every day. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's something that you love doing, not just uh... yeah. You know, I I often said, um, you know, I. If I would could get up every morning, what would I do? And I'd get up and I'd be having coffee with people. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, that's what my I left a, a university dean job to to do this, you know, wow. and so yeah. it's pretty fun. I really enjoy it, you know. So on my agenda, I'm gonna sit in the back after I get my staff up running the thing well, and I'm gonna write another book, and that's. Uh, what about? That's how. Well, I've got a. I I wrote. Uh, I, I wrote ten books, and the last one was my first award-winning book, and it was a novel. Mm-hmm. And it's wow. a fictional Congratulations. novel. That's great. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's a fiction about character, you know, and um, kind of a Tolkien-esque kind of a uh, fantasy, fantasy novel. And there's three of them in my head, so I need to write two and three. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I've tried writing stuff like that. I, I enjoy writing. I yeah. I don't have any formal training in it, though. And yeah. That's okay. <laughs> the most recent thing I've been working on is a, it's just kind of a joke almost. Uh, my, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, he's in law enforcement and uh, she's not. She's an accountant. But it's kind of like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of idea. Yeah. I was writing for them where she actually turns out to be part of like some government organization and is just as highly skilled as he is. That's and cool. Anyway, I've been goofing around with something like that for a while. and I'm, That's I'm, movie worthy. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> so I just keep tinkering around, but I haven't actually sat down and really, I've only gotten like two pages, uh, of, but I've got a ton of ideas of, of it. And it's more just goofy. I was just going to do it as a gift for them. One yeah, day. that's but, okay. You know, just keep dumping those ideas into a file. And before you know it, you, you got a book. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. I know this is the middle of work day for you and you've probably got a lot of stuff you got to get get back to but uh this has been enjoyable well, and, the co- and the coffee's been very good i haven't thanks. i'm gonna have to really drink it now it's just hard to drink while i'm yeah <laughs> while we're talking, talking so. but uh yeah thank you so much and again everybody sanctuary coffee they're located right in the uh i guess it's more more widely known as the sprouts shopping center mm-hmm. uh on foothill uh corner of foothill and mountain and a super awesome place lots of great art good vibe good music good coffee and you guys should come check it out Thanks, Ryan. All right. Hey, thank you. Take care. 
Hey all, tune in next time when I chat with head of the Claremont Courier, Peter Weinberger. Until then.